maybe we should start. <laughs> 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 I wonder. I wonder how that usually goes. Remember. <laughs> hey, y'all. Welcome to the Gear Slum. Your one stop. Nope. Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. Hey, y'all. It's cold. <laughs> Slow it hard so you don't have to. <laughs> Burping and slurping. <laughs> hey, y'all, casting Mastin? Yeah, dude. I I am Guys, definitely slurping. I have my. I'm blasting. I have a big coffee with me. I have a tiny coffee. Guys, it is six fifteen a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It is. I have been awake for approximately twenty minutes. So yeah. So you guys um, will appreciate this. Last night. But none of us are in France, so that's true. <laughs> We're all in the Western United States. Uh, so last night, <laughs> I stayed up way too late, knowing this was going to happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I got at like one one forty. I'm like, I should go to bed. We'll but instead that. of going to my regular bed where my wife is, I went to we have like a guest bedroom. <laughs> And so I was like, I'm going to sleep in there so I don't disturb her when I wake up early. Oh, man. That's how and, it begins, Aaron. No. So here's what happened, though. <laughs> so there's this old TV in there. And it's the one. It's the kind that has, like, the VHS and the DVD inside, like, built into it. So it has a VCR in it. Yeah. So it weighs cool. 200. So it weighs 200. So I was like, whoa. I'm going I'm to put a movie on <laughs> To sleep, so I watched. I watched the first part of D two on VHS. Did you say T T two or D two? No, no, D two, the Mighty Ducks. Oh, okay. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, it was fun. But I'll be honest. I don't remember the. I don't remember the plot of D two as well as the original. So here's what happens when you first open up on D2. It opens up. It's kind of like a. It feels like a dream sequence, but it's not. Um, and it's Gordon Bombay, who's the coach, right? Yeah. And he's wearing a Minnesota Waves uniform, and he's playing hockey like professionally, but minor league. And he <laughs> he has this really like dedicated look on his face. And this is Emilio that we're talking Emilio, about. Yeah. He, okay. He's in a face off. He looks like he's like 49 years old. He's probably yeah, yeah. Like in his early 30s at the time. <laughs> so he he wins the face off and like weaves through all the players and goes and scores a goal just to show how good he is. And then, but there's this young, angry guy from the other team that keeps looking at him. They keep zooming in on this dude's face. So then. <laughs> The next scene that you see is the same team, or so he wins. They win the game, apparently. Then they're playing the same team again, and he gets pinned against the ice by this other dude, and they're, like, jostling for the puck. And then they see the other dude, the angry dude, and they show his face. <laughs> and then they show Emilio's face, and he, he makes a face like, no! 
And the dude charges him <laughs> and like totally boards him. And he falls to the ice and he like grabs his knee. And then, and then, it, and then it shows the credits or something. I think. <laughs> and then a sad song so comes weird. on, and, and you see a bus so pull like, up in a rainy street, and he gets out with a cane, hobbling, and he's back in Minneapolis. <laughs> so it's like a cold open. Yeah. Are 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 we to believe that that was what ended his career? Yes, that's I thought what ended his career. I thought he. Oh, okay. And then he was he was a fame famous washed up hockey player at the start of the first movie. No. In the, Who drinks too much? In the first movie, he is like a highly successful lawyer who oh, hates hockey right. because something that happened when he was a kid. And that's what happened when he was a kid. But apparently, even though he hadn't played hockey <laughs> since he was like <laughs> ten years old, he'd maintained enough, like f, like to, to be a professional skill to play professional hockey, like on a whim at in his early thirties. <laughs> Wait, even though he's actor? like, no, the movie in the movie. This like it's at the end of the first movie. He's like, I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna D two isn't a documentary. Play. If that's what you're thinking, Phil. So what happens is he's washed up, right? He gets home. He how, meets... What I want to know is how do you how do you hurt your knee getting like boarded? He got like knee in the knee. That happens quite often. Okay. You know what's interesting about hockey? Maybe not interesting. I find it interesting. You know how like in sports people get injured, right? And they tell you what happened to them. Trust me, I know about sports, Aaron. Okay. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so like in football or something, they'll list somebody out ankle knee yeah, yeah. neck in hockey it's lower body injury upper body injury Yeah, because they don't want people targeting it. it right probably yeah i think you would think football would be the same too yeah maybe so but, it but is... i guess you don't have like a stick that you can swing at a specific part of someone's body uh, like... that's true yeah that's true um there's less legal stuff that you can do yeah yeah anyway so he gets back into town and he this old European dude picks him up, but it's not the guy from the first movie. It's that guy's brother because that guy is back in Europe with their mom. This makes no sense. No, it doesn't. But so what happens is ultimately, well, not ultimately within the first few minutes, he ends up, they, they target him. Like they want him to be the coach of the U S hockey team, the U S junior team or whatever. Yeah. In like the it's not the Olympics, but it basically is. Yeah, yeah. So he, right, okay. Yes. So then they go, and he loses sight and becomes like this big Hollywood douchebag, um, and they have to regain him. But it's all about the kids and the new kids, and then their Iceland is the big bad guy. I think it came out around the Olympics too. Like it may have. I think it was as like much a- as I liked Do- Mighty Ducks. D two is the one that really like shaped me as a child well it's like it's like the miracle on ice you know it it has like the it plays on like your american you know patriotism too in addition yeah. to and like the people. black kids keenan was also in it keenan thompson oh he was he I, was he was the new he was like the new fat kid um but did he, he do the knuckle puck yeah, he did the knuckle puck. 
So we had like I a street the- hockey team, and we I we used to try to practice the knuckle puck. Oh yeah, me too. But why is it the fact <laughs> like that, that move has nothing to do with being fat? That's the like. Why is it both? Because isn't it the fat kid in the first movie that does it, like Goldberg or whatever? No, there is no knuckle puck in the first movie. Oh, there isn't. No Goldberg. Really? Goalie. Okay, Goldberg's a goalie. That makes sense. His name the starts with in the goal. first movie. The hockey is relatively um, it's taken more seriously than in this movie. They do the flying V they do though. The flying the first V, movie. but that's just like a up ice formation. It's it's very to Karate Kid, where although you can't do the flying the, V because if you pass the puck back and then cross the blue line, you're offsides. So I don't yeah, exactly. know what they're doing. <laughs> But also, it's very like similar to karate everyone, kid, that everyone wouldn't just karate, stay back on defense. Either. Yeah, they'll just hit. They you. would just come <laughs> knock you over. You'd be like yeah. the karate. The karate in Karate Kid Two is taken way more seriously than in one. Just like yeah, the hockey in in Mighty Ducks Two. No, it's reversed. The hockey in Mighty Ducks Two is not seriously taken seriously at all. Oh, then the, then yeah. sorry, then my that I'm going to change my joke to say. <laughs> That the karate in Karate Kid One is taken more seriously than okay, <laughs> and and the ninjutsu in Three Ninjas One is taken more seriously than the ninjutsu in Three Ninjas Two. Let's say this, and the, and the ninja the ninjutsu in Surf Ninjas is taken way more seriously than the surfing in Surf Ninjas. <laughs> yes. did, did you listen to it? In, I did. In yeah. Three Ninjas. <laughs> So it's taken more seriously oh than hockey God. in D2. At one point, yeah. a, a kid gets two minutes for roping when he lassos a kid for targeting the girl that he I likes. Remember, I remember that. <laughs> it's a kid from Texas, isn't it? Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And his puck handling skills consist of juggling the puck on his stick. Yeah, yeah. While going down the ice. Which, again, is like... Somebody would like just pass to yourself his, or something. Probably somebody would just come knock a stick down. You yeah. know, like or just, none of these things are hard to defend. No, they're not. <laughs> so Keenan is the one who originally did the knuckle puck. Yeah, this is my knuckle puck. It's hard to be accurate, but drives the goalies crazy. <laughs> Which is like I don't, I don't get why. Like, what is unique other than he's just hitting it really hard? Well, because you know? like you're hitting the, the flat world, surface. Yes, so is but, it like, but in like the world of the like movie, a, like a knuckleball, yeah, it actually like goes up and down <laughs> in the yeah, air. like a, it, like a knuckleball, I guess. It's not just like a bad shot. Aaron, it, <laughs> sorry, Cole. It moves. It it it's not aerodynamic. When yeah. you hit the flat surface. Yes, so it's it, like it a goes, knuckleball. It, like, just listen, just because we're on a podcast. Just listen. It goes like this. Woo 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 woo. That's what it does. It's exactly what instead it does. Of, instead of just a straight. It's like wow, wow, wee, whoa. That's what the goalie says. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, right. And then the also, says, like, there are way too many wide me. open shots in this in these movies. Like, yeah, like that just doesn't happen in hockey. The goalie either. will just stop, block it. And the knuckle puck takes you know forever to set up. Like they do it slowly. A real knuckle it, puck yes. would not work. And if you did get it off, it would just like lose momentum. Yeah. It's the only benefit of that over a regular shot is it's slower. Not yeah, if you're exactly. an irregularly strong fat kid. Yeah, because you would shoot a normal puck even better. Yes, but that would be a straight line, Aaron. But it'd be really fast. It'd, it'd be, be like a fast. 
like a penalty shot. Yeah, we would we would practice the knuckle puck too, and especially because it was like, <laughs> hey, that fat kid in that movie was good at sports. I can be good at sports too. We would not only practice it, we would say the line also. <laughs> the one about how it's hard, how it's not hard accurate, to, hard to be accurate, but it drives the goalies crazy. <laughs> To, no, here's the here's the crazy thing. I heard about the knuckle bug before I saw the movie, so we, so I thought it was like a real thing, and then it's like, of oh, course. it's like a movie thing. I was also like, I don't know, twelve. Yeah. Anyway, so I watched part Those of that last times. night. <laughs> Probably too much of it. And now, and now it's four hours later. And now it's four hours later. <laughs> I only watched I only watched like ten minutes of it before I fell asleep. Was it on VHS? Yeah. Did you say that already? So you, I did. Yeah. Awesome. So you you not only have your guest bed, you also have a uh, um. You're roboting pretty hard. I was so. going to say, is that me or I can never tell. No one can understand what you're saying. So, Aaron, Are you serious? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Then I'll yeah. say it again. All right. You not only have... <laughs> this better be good. You not only have a TV-VHS combination. Can you uh-huh. hear me? TV-VHS-DVD. Okay. Well, VCR-DVD. It's not... In... Yes. In your guest room, in but spin. you also have a modest selection of... Disney movies, VHS yes. VHS tapes. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's the Disney ones. That's those are the ones that everyone keeps. Yeah. Well, I have They're the like... Disney ones, and then I have like a drawer with like. <laughs> okay, this sounds that sounded really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. It's like Saving Private Ryan and Fight Club, and what else is you in there? What you're talking about? Uh, Snatch the... is in there. Um, <laughs> wait. The Newsboys movie. Down wait, wait, wait. The Big Top. Snatch. Yeah. Hang have you on. Seen that? Oh, like the Hollywood one. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's, Hang on. it's English, why, British. Why do you have? Why? Why would Newsboys not be on the shelf for your guests? I don't know. I'll tell you why. It's not even in. It's not on a visible shelf. It's like tucked away in an armoire. Is it because it uh, doesn't have the big plastic case? Yeah, yeah it's because those the are the case. ones. The ones. No, it's in like a little paper sleeve. Yeah. Right, but they lost it. You you guys lost it. No, it's in the paper sleeve. Then it should be it should be displayed in a place of it prominence. Fit. But it's it not fit. it's not the big plastic case like the Disney movie. It doesn't fit with it. all the top it's shelves. The there's two shelves, case. double deep of Disney plastic cases. Double deep Disney. Then there's a drawer underneath. Episode, episode title. title. Yeah. Then underneath there's a drawer <laughs> with with the movies that I brought to the table. <laughs> okay, give us give us all the movies right now. Which ones? The double deep VHS. Disney or the in the yes. door? <laughs> the double deep. We want the oh. double deep Disney. It's mostly sequels. I was looking at it. It's mostly sequels. I wonder. <laughs> like, even better. I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch Aladdin, but then I realized that it's not Aladdin. It's the other one, Return of Jafar or whatever. Yeah, it's the knockoff. That no, it's so they're all straight. straight they're real like Disney ones, but yeah, they're like the straight to video ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I want Pocahontas too. I want to point out that you're describing the this the scenario that you're describing, the environment that you're describing uh-huh. is exactly the place 
that remember that movie The Ring? Yeah. <laughs> where that's where that tape was sitting. Yeah. It was like in in a in a cabin in a you know a, a vacation rental and there's like this small section of a random library, VHS. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh what's this tape? I'm gonna put this in. Seven days. I'm gonna go ahead and watch <laughs> this tape with no labeling on it. Yeah. <laughs> Which to be fair, if you if you were in that situation, that that's what you would do too. Just out of <laughs> that is the first one you'd watch. Exactly. Like, I wonder what's on this. <laughs> so here's the real question, Aaron. How was it sleeping in your own bed? Um, it was really hard. The bed, firm, I guess, is the correct. It's pretty word. nice, though, right? I bet it was nice oh, for your wife. Gonna, I thought you were gonna say emotionally. Um, I, emotionally I wasn't there hard. for very long, <laughs> so. Um, no, it was, it was only four hours. <laughs> Based on my experience sleeping in the same room with you, I bet your wife was really happy that you were in a different room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. No, here's the real question. The real question is. Emilio Estevez or Emilio Estevez? They say Estevez. Estevez. That's the real question. That's not really a question. That's a no. Estevez. It is a question. There are two options, therefore it's a question. It is a question, but it's not like a conundrum. But is your name pronounced Phil Eisenhower or Phil Eisenhower? (laughs) I guess. No, it's Eisenhower. (laughs) (laughs) It is. The bully on the on the school bus called me Eisenhower. That's actually a pretty good like bully if you keep it up forever. Like that's a good troll for someone. Like, yeah, because mispronounce like, their name, but just slightly. Yeah, it's not like butthole Hower or something. It's like it's subtle enough that it's not obviously an insult, you know? Right, you're right. Because over over time, it's like I am I am disrespecting you by not caring to pronounce your name correctly. Yeah. Like it's just it's just a subtle disrespect. Yeah, yeah I didn't think about that. It's, it's not bit. just a hilarious. It's not just a hilarious one like Butthole Hower, you know. <laughs> but but he thought it was though. It's pretty so good it, though. It becomes it becomes less less effective if he laughs maniacally every single time. Yeah, he says. yeah. It's only good if he just plays it subtle and right. Doesn't right. act like he's you know doing anything yeah so i know i have this friend named kirk and i've known him since we were in high school but it's only been recently that i've been confident enough to call him kirk like knowing that his name is kirk and not kurt (laughs) like like i've gone back and forth so many times (laughs) because when he says it he goes when he introduces himself to other people yeah kirk Hey, Kurt. hey, what's up? Kurt. My name's Kurt. So it's, it's like the guy. It's, it's like, like the guy. On, it's like the weird guy in Gilmore Girls. I still don't know if it's Kurt or Kirk. Yeah, because he pronounces it that way. Hey, Kurt. No, just because the two names are so you know interchangeable. I guess. Viewers, write in. Tell us if the guy is it Kirk. <laughs> well, I'm saying my friend. Well, it's I could Kurt. I could check right now and on IMDb and see like, what his name is. It's like Kirkland Kirkland signature or Kirtland signature, you know. <laughs> Phil, you're doing enough interneting right now. I yeah, think. don't don't strain your internet, Phil. I'm not going to. I'm just saying I could. Do I not sound good? No, uh, I'm messing with you. You're okay right now. 
I'm guys, sure there's an there's an internet sweet spot. Yeah. What do you guys, what do you guys think about uh, guitars? Wait, wait, wait. What do we think about cables? Oh. I, I love cables. Like cable TV. Actually, yeah. There's yeah. There's SureWest. There's a uh, consolidated. Comcast. There's Comcast. We have um, what do we have out here? We used to have Time Warner, but they changed it to Spectrum. Ooh, that sounds ominous. Sounds like a James Bond bad guy plan. No, it sounds cheesy. It either sounds like an internet startup or a James Bond bad guy plan. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Like that it's posted? like. Oh, maybe it was on Cower's page that they posted a. A Hank Scorpio quote. Have you guys seen that? Hank Scorpio. Do you remember Hank Scorpio on that on that Simpsons episode where they moved to that place and he he gets this special high tech job or whatever? Anyways, never mind. <laughs> I do not. Uh, he ends up being a super villain. Spoilers. Spoilers for Simpsons <laughs> season probably eight or something. Oh it's man. Perfect. It's Kirk on Gilmore Girls. Kirk, yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have said it's Kirk. It's so Kirk. Guys, you yeah, guys have found it. It's Kirk. We got these sweet. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Sinusoid. 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 Sin, sin, sinusoid. Cables that are really nice. They do, and they can pretty much meet any of your cable needs, including power cables. Couture. You could say you could say couture, or you could say couture. 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 Oh, I like that couture. Okay. Couture. Oh man. There you go. Damn, Cole. Jeez, that sounds awesome. I really like that power cable. What do you do? Never mind. Tell us what you like about it, Cole. I like it's it too. Just, it's just really beefy. Plus the end, you know, like it has a modular end on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if something were to go wrong with it, or if you had to shorten it or something like that, you know, most power cables you have are just molded plastic, so you kind of you can't do anything to the end of it. But this yeah, one, I like you could be able to do things to the end of my power cable. <laughs> you could repair it or shorten it, or you could put it on, you know, a longer cable or something. I don't know. But it's nice. Yeah, I do like it. <laughs> and I really do like braided like sleeves around cables. Um, for whatever reason, it just makes them coil up better and sit in the case better and stuff. Um, at first, I was kind of iffy about it because it, it feels different like than you're used to, but I like it a lot. Like I want a regular cable with that tech flex on it because it doesn't, it doesn't get like that sticky feeling that the soft rubber... Yes. Whatever it gets. Yeah, totally. The the sticky feeling that basically is just it's regular just, hand yeah. hand grime. Right? Yeah, it's not like you spilled something on it. No, it's that it dragged on the floor and then you touched it with your oily hands and it dragged on the floor and you touch it with your oily hands over and over and over again and then all of a sudden, hey wait, I've had this cable for eight years and there's this weird film on it. What is that? Well, it's just General grossness. That's what General that is. <laughs> I saw on their Instagram someone ordered a, or they made for someone a one that was red with red 
on it. It looked really cool. Wait, like the braid stuff was red? Yeah, so like ours is like black cable with the red tech flex. Yeah, yeah. But this one was like a red cable with a red tech flex on top of it. Gear Slum really Red. Cool. Gear Slum yeah. Red, trademarked. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it was. We should get a cut of that. Well, I guess it's technically. Can you <laughs> say, <laughs> say tech flex? We get a cut of every sale that we make. Say tech flex. Tech, tech Five flex. fast. Tech flex, tech flex, tech flex, tech flex, tech flex, flex. When I was making my unboxing video, I kept saying text flex. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> Which I, I like. It's like Tech-Mex. Wait, no, it's like Tex-Mex. I like Tech-Mex. Yeah, Tech-Mex is cool. It's like, yeah, it's like robot tacos. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like, no, those are like the tacos you'd get in like the Bay Area or whatever. Right, real technical. <laughs> like in Santa Clara. Valley. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, with the transistors and transistors, <laughs> little you know LEDs and things. So sinusoid. Is the diode a transistor? It can be. No, no. Can it? <laughs> it can be. <laughs> I believed you almost. <laughs> <laughs> it, I maybe it identifies as a transistor. It's a diode that identifies as a transistor. Mm, okay. You, you can't tell it. You can't tell it. It can't. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> you get the joke I'm going with? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> they have endless confidence. And they don't listen to anything you say. Transistors. Boom. That's um, not what I meant, but. You can you can create some of the functionality of a transistor with a diode, though. Oh. Did you just look that up? Or did you know? No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of it from memory, and I'm. Oh. <laughs> I'm like second guessing myself. You're like read. Are you reading your memory right now? <laughs> I'm yeah. using the technology of memory. He's doing that thing like in Terminator when it shows like somebody says, "Hey, you can't park that here" to the Terminator, and then it's like this, like on his 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 screen in his eyeballs, it like files yeah. through a whole bunch of options of what he could, how he could respond to that guy. That's what Cole's doing. Yeah. It's, it's like, because I It's because I said a diode isn't a transistor and then I'm thinking in my head like wait a second. I know I'm going to get called out for this cuz I'm probably mm-hmm. wrong. Here's what happened in your mind. You were like Phil is absolutely wrong, so I'm going to say <laughs> yeah. No. That's the default that's the default <laughs> response. <laughs> Phil just said something, so I'm going to say no, yeah, Phil. That's so wrong. I disagree because he's wrong. And then he and then he started thinking about wait, uh, wait, well, could actually, it be? Could it be sometimes? <laughs> so guys, okay, yeah. I so got, just as an up, just as a quick update before we get into that. So yeah. for everyone who's, who follows along, yesterday Cole and I got into a very heated conversation about. Whether or not percentage matters in a flip, <laughs> well, and it was my fault. It was, it was just <laughs> like I want to say. <laughs> I want to say I I threw I, I it was literally I threw the grenade into the the message app and then left and then left <laughs> and then when I came back and there were two I was only gone for fifteen minutes and there were two hundred comments or something like that from the two of you fighting about it. <laughs> it was fun. That's all. Wait, should should I set a timer for thirty seconds? And one no, of you I don't want to get into it. 
And then when the time comes up, but we we basically just like every it was just like every political discussion that starts as like like let's say one person is pro life and one person is pro choice, and so the one person is like, oh well, you hate babies, that's why you have this opinion, and the other one was like, oh, you hate women's bodies and you don't think women should choose what they do with their bodies, and it's like the reality is somewhere in the middle, but it started off as like. Oh, percentage is the only thing that matters because of this extreme case. And I was like, percentage no, doesn't matter at all. Percentage doesn't matter at all because of this other extreme, <laughs> because of this other extreme example, you know, <laughs> but we're still I'm sorry. Yeah. Cole, Cole, it as sounded like you said, <laughs> it sounded like you said that the reality is that both people kind of hate babies and women's bodies. <laughs> That's basically true. Yeah. Everyone hates babies a little bit. Everyone kind of hates babies and kind anyone of hates who's, women's bodies. Anyone who's had a baby kind of hates babies, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was having this conversation with one of my buddies who I who I'll uh, buy and sell gear with. He's the one who bought that pawn shop from me and uh and then sold it back to me so I could take the neck off for that telly. Mm. Um Yeah. And I was like, like off so, from the neck off. Yeah. So he has he has a baby that's less than a year old. I was like, so how's the baby? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, hey, you know, babies at this age kind of suck. And I was like, yeah, they do. That's <laughs> that's why we only have two kids. Cause... I mean, that's how they get food. What? Right. Hey, oh. <laughs> Wait till I give my money, right? <laughs> so, guys, I bought a faux tape echo. A faux tape? My... Is the. Is the tape faux or is the echo faux? They're both faux. It's oh, the so tape echo is faux. Maybe it's a faux faux tape echo. It's spelled P H O. Oh, so it's like P-H-O. it's raw meat and vegetables with hot broth poured on top of it. Exactly. Yeah, and it creates just a, an amazing tone. Exactly, the faux tape echo. Mm. So that's a want want wampler. Um, you know what, Aaron? It's easy to criticize other people's work. Yeah, it is. Especially when it's not work that I criticize. Especially when it's not good. That is is correct. Isn't that what this podcast is about? Unless that person is your boss and does not take criticism (laughs) well. Yeah, it could be tricky. So no, it's still easy to do. It's just the consequences suck. It's difficult to do emotionally. So like I've wanted a faux tape echo for I I had one a long time ago and I sold it to the, the guitarist in my band when I got a El Capistan, but I never really liked the El Capistan as much. Mm-hmm. And then Diaz bought a faux tape echo and uh and he listed it for sale a little while ago. And I kind of just knew that as soon as he listed it for sales, it was like, yeah, I'll probably end up buying that because I always talk about how much I miss it, you know. So, and yeah. he knew that you always talk about how I much know. you miss it. He even, yeah, he tagged me in it when he originally posted it. <laughs> and, then he, and then he tagged me in it again. So, it might have just been in like the inner circle or something, but he he was like, hey, you remember I'm selling that faux tape echo. And like in that thread on Facebook, we ended up bargaining back and forth and settling on a price. Like just nice. on, dangle, dangle, dangle. Know. So, and it's pretty sweet. But here's a weird thing so i was like 
so I put a barefoot button. So the way it is on my board, it's right next to the Mobius. And there's a little gap between it, but they both have top mount jacks, so I could just like jam it right next to it if I wanted to. Uh-huh. And so the but tapped... then those those two buttons are really close together, right? Yeah. So the one that's, that's always on the, the problem. The one that's on the faux tape echo is the tap tempo. So I put a barefoot button on it to like a tall boy to raise it up above the foot switch on the Mobius. Uh-huh. Um, right. But the but it wasn't working right. And then I was like trying to like one of the differences on this is it has a subdivision switch. So you can choose, uh, you know, dotted eights or triplets or quarter notes or eighth notes. Um, and, and it like, wasn't working right. The tap wasn't working right. And the, <clears throat> and I was like looking in the manual to see if I was doing something wrong and all this stuff. So finally I ended up taking the barefoot button off and now it's, it works just fine. <laughs> and so I don't, I don't what? know if like the I don't know if like the barefoot button was on too far to where it wasn't like closing the switch all the way sometimes or something like that. I don't uh, know. Cuz it's like a short it's one of those like soft touch switches, right? Yeah, and it's like it has like a domed top on it instead of yeah. like a flat top which is kind of barefoot buttons don't work as well on those either cuz they they don't like on the right. flat switches they sit flat on top of them and then you tighten them down and they're kind of right. on there. Could you so try it, could you try just like Using putting like two fingers under it and then tightening it. Like yeah, yeah, it. I could like I could try not pushing it on as far, but then the screws don't have as much to to screw onto. You Barefoot know. buttons. If you're listening, whoa, whoa, whoa! Make a barefoot button for domed buttons. Oh, now or make it, it ba- or make whoa. one that has like a shorter a shorter like you know opening inside of it. Yeah, I mean, they could solve that problem however they want, but they should make a specific model that's, like, for them. Yeah, because they're becoming more common. mm -hmm. A couple of my pedals, like, the the Harbinger has that same kind of switch on it, too, that the Matthews Harbinger. Actually, if you had a dome, if the inside was domed, then it would work with flat ones. They should just all be domed, right? Well, the only way to make it work for both would be to to add the dome like past the level that it is and then it would be too deep yeah exactly because that's part of the problem even with it being flat it's already too deep yeah you don't want to add more space you'd have to you don't want to take space away okay so at any rate i just thought that was that's the first time i had ever seen that and i haven't really had time to sort of investigate it any further but um, but I really do like that pedal. I missed it, and I had to shuffle some things around on my board to fit it on there. But it's like the only delay pedal I've ever really liked. So, do you feel like it's... here's a good here's a good question that we could all answer? Do you sometimes have you ever had a pedal where you you bought it, sold it, missed the pedal so much that you bought another one, and then we're like, wait, this is not the same as it was in my mind. Like you'd built it up in your mind of like. Oh, so great. And then when you got it back the second time, you're like, wait, I, uh, for whatever reason, like having it the second time, you're like, no, I, I want I've to done that. sell this. I've done that with the soul food. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And I think That's it's funny. because I think it's partially because I forgot how, how annoying the foot switch was and how loud it was. Freaking foot switch. Yes. It's, it's it to was, the point where I just leave mine on. Yeah. Which, uh, which yeah. is okay. Like, if you do that, sad, you know, but. And I and I, I'm sure a lot of guys do that. Like that, it's the kind of pedal that and gals. I could see. I'm sure gals do that okay. too. 
Okay. Okay. Here we go. Friend requests. Open a friend request. I'm sure a lot of babies do too, because I care about babies yeah. too. Yeah. Um, Not just women. I don't also, think a baby uh, could press that button. Other speed. Well, that's why they leave it on, Aaron. <laughs> they have their parents press it for them the first time, and then they just leave it on. Yeah, and then they leave it on and mess with the knobs. Also, I think I've done that with a, with a tube screamer too. Aaron, do you have? I, like I, had, I feel like I did that with something, but I can't think of what it was. Mm, that's perfect for podcasting. So, so no, I'm going to say no. Um, but I <laughs> but I worry about that. So so I think about pedals that like I had before, and I'm like, oh, I should just buy that again. But that's my fear that that's going to happen. Yeah. Can I just say I love I love the idea of Phil criticizing Aaron because he can't think of what he's trying to say. <laughs> just pure, pure irony. <laughs> I do I do like the soul food though pretty well. But you yeah, I th- you bought it I and you f- are keeping it. Yeah, for now. I, th- I think I mean, if probably. I was gonna leave it on I think if I was gonna leave it on all the time, that would change it. But yeah, it was it was one of those things where you know, sometimes you forget the negatives mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it was like, Oh, I remembered liking the sound of it. And then, and I completely forgot that the foot switch is so annoying until I you bought it. You just got to accentuate the positive. Exactly. And eliminate, you the, eliminate and you, the negative. You have effectively eliminated the negative by leaving it on all the time. Yeah. As a sidebar, I should say, so last couple, last episode, we talked about my amp problems. Uh, yeah. So the last, like, three or so weeks i've been playing out a lot more at like different uh, mostly like church stuff standing up even yeah but like filling in with different bands and and playing lead and and rhythm guitar and i've been way happier with my tone like the way my guitar sounds i've been way happier with my sound in that situation so i think part of it and I, i mean i thought of this before but probably part of it is just a function of being a bedroom player is that you're going to hate the way it sounds sometimes because it's well, and also like you get do. tired of it or something. Yeah. I think that's it. It's like fatigue. It's like you want a new sound. And so then you tweak something and then you're like, well, that sucks. Cause, cause part of it, and maybe it's cause I'm, I'm singing. And so I don't have time to focus on it, but like when I'm playing with a band, worry that much about what I sound like, you know, yeah, you're not worried about the tiny like new. Like I'll dial, I'll dial it in, but yeah, I'm not like obsessed over it. But if I like turn on my amp with the express purpose of wanting it to sound really good and tweak with it, then yeah, especially with the AC15, it's like I can never get it quite right. That's actually a solid point, Aaron. I'm not. I didn't even. <clears throat> I didn't think about that. That and with a band, you're worrying about like you know remembering the. Yeah, you're worried about playing and not like the tiny minutia of capital T tone. If you tried to, if you tried to like fiddle with your with your tone while at band practice, it would piss everyone off. Yeah, if you're just strumming an open A for like an hour straight. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and then turning, (laughs) twisting, yeah, turning a knob for like. Yeah, like one millimeter, and then go strumming again. That? You hear that? <laughs> no, wait, wait, everybody stop! Everybody stop! Just listen. Just tell me if you hear a difference between these two strums, okay? Everybody stop! Stop playing! Just listen. <laughs> yeah, that would drive everybody crazy. So you can't do that, and then you, yeah, you know, 
play. Yeah. And here's so another it's thing. It's kind of been liberating a little bit and fun. Uh, I, that's what I need to do. I don't know if you guys are the same way, but I end up uh, using my volume and tone knobs on my guitar a lot more when I'm with a band too, partially because like my, my amp is facing me. So it's like, you know, 10 feet away from me facing back at me. Um, right. And so it's like a pain to go tweak anything on the amp and I don't, you know, you don't want to bend over and mess around with your pedals, but your guitar is right there. So it's yeah. like an easy enough. Yeah. I don't yes. really do the tone knob thing, but I do use my volume knob more and I use my pickup selector more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I use the volume and the tone a ton. And part of it's cause I'm like, uh, I'm like nervous. I'm always nervous if, that my guitar is standing out too much. Mm-hmm. So you're like, turning down brightness or something like you're yeah. listening to the room and you're like, Ugh, wait a minute. And then you just tweak it just a tiny bit. But I think I, it's probably like over, you know, like amplified in my mind or whatever. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure it is. So you're where, what is the uh, practice area set up that you play in? Cole? Is it, it is a, garage? an optometrist office? I think I've talked about this before. (laughs) Haven't I? I've talked about this multiple times. And sometimes we play loud enough that the glasses fall off the wall. No way. That is so awesome. Have I not talked about this? I could have sworn I had. I don't think so. Wait, so So after hours... The keyboard player in our band owns this optometry practice. Um, He's like an eye surgeon and, you know, does normal eye stuff. So he's literally um, a blues doctor. Exactly. So he's not, I guess he's not a doctor. A rock doctor. Uh, I think doesn't that, play blues. an optometrist is a doctor, no? Or are they not? I yeah, know he's, he's. You do have to be a doctor. doctor. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. a surgeon. I, maybe some at some level you don't have to be, but I don't think optometrists have to be surgeons. He must be an ophthalmologist. Yeah, probably so. Um, but at any rate, yes. Yeah, so it's we, like psychiatrists and psychologists. So it's like a long, it's kind of a long psychiatry is not, it's not like medical. You, en- you enter the office and on one, <laughs> on one side, there's like the waiting, like, like you enter in and it's a, it, it runs long ways, like left to right. And on the left side, there's like the waiting area. And on the right side is all the glasses that are there for sale or whatever. Uh-huh. And so the drummer sets up over there and the bassist, and then the guitarist and the keyboard is set up over in the waiting area. And then I set up just right in front of the door in front of the front desk, kind of in, in the middle of everyone. And I, I'm assuming that this, uh, office is in an area that is not, um, not residential. It kind of is, but it has a big, it has like a big <clears throat> vacant lot around it. So there's so plenty th- of empty space when in after hours yeah we've never had any he gets complaints he has like this big led sign mm-hmm. and he's gotten complaints about that from the neighbors apparently but they've never had any complaints about noise when we practice we usually don't well we'll practice till like eleven thirty sometimes so we, we go you're pretty too late. damn good yeah and the neighbors always, are like yeah turn it up yeah they just love it can't stop won't stop yeah <laughs> So luckily we've never had too many complaints. We haven't jammed in a while because our, our guitarist had to have surgery on his ring finger on his left hand. So he's, he's like out of commission. 
which is a bummer. Oh, I laughed at that. It wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <fucker>. Sorry. <laughs> Out of commission. <laughs> so my amp, my amp ends up in a spot like I have the PA right in front of me, sitting on the front desk, like on the reception desk, so I can tweak with the PA. But then my amp is sort of off to the side, so I can hear it. So it, it ends up being a pain if I want to change anything on it, and I just leave. Like I just play a deluxe reverb, and I leave everything on, like bass and treble. I just leave right on five, like at twelve o'clock. Uh-huh. So there's not much to one o'clock. Do you tweak it or do you leave it at five all day? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just turn it five at 12. That's when I did it. And I haven't moved it since this is like a year. It's like a year ago that I turned it to the, to five, but it happened to be at 12 o'clock like a year ago. Yeah. So when I I got the amp, this is a good, uh, this reminds me of something that I'm kind of, I get confused about sometimes. People use the phrase, I keep my knobs at noon. Mm-hmm. But then they also use the phrase, oh, I dime that one. Mm-hmm. Those, num- those, those phrases are confusing. Because noon means... Are they confusing, though? I don't think they are. Noon would be like on a tone control because you have it in the middle. Right. And dimed would be 10. Like a dime is 10 cents. So you turn Turned it all up the way to right. 10. Right. But if you use those those two terms, yeah, together, then it starts to get confusing. I have my tone at. I mean, they are. It is noon. mixing your metaphors, but I, I think it's like they're both obvious enough that I don't get confused by them. I have my tone knob at noon, <laughs> but again, I think that. <laughs> but the gain and I is think dimed because they're so easily visualized. That it doesn't dime affect my understanding. Noon means that it's just straight up. Okay, I'm just saying. So noon is referring to, like, have you seen a clock? I have with with hands hands on it, like an old analog analog clock. clock. At noon, when it's noon, <laughs> like 12 p.m. or even midnight, really. I'm gonna start saying that. I got yeah. all my knobs at midnight. <laughs> at midnight, <laughs> that sounds way more cool. Yeah, that does sound cooler. So at 12, the, both the minute hand and the hour hand, the short hand and the long hand, are pointed up. Okay. So it, so when you have your knob pointed straight up, it resembles the hands of a clock. So hey, come on, noon, keep it clean. Right? So now they say, hey, it's noon. I have it at noon or midnight or 12. But the other one refers to most knobs, especially in the old days, used to have numbers around them. And it would point at numbers, and the highest number was ten. So people would say, "Oh, I put it on 10. And also, there's this coin, U.S. currency called a dime, which is a ten cent piece. Canadian currency, they they use the term dime as well. Okay, so anything that is a dime. So, so what happens? Anything is, in North America, really? They say ten and ten. I don't know about Mexico. Right. So they made the connection between the number ten and ten cents. And they say, hey, it's like I dimed it. I put it on 10. So what you're hearing is sometimes they say noon, like a clock metaphor, and sometimes they're using coin metaphors. (laughs) And that's it. 
It's cold whispering. I don't know. It got really quiet. I think he's talking to one of his kids. Um, that was the sound no, of me thinking. No, I was actually going to uh, to look at my <laughs> amp and see what the knobs went up to because I've seen they go up I to twelve seen, sometimes. Sometimes they do, yeah. Yeah, a lot of Fender amps go up to yeah. twelve. But yeah, I was going to say the Blues Deluxe went up to twelve. Okay, that's what my it was. Blues yeah. Junior goes up and to I think twelve. The blues Junior is the same way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I don't hey. know if that's like a response to because like the Deluxe Reverb just goes up to ten. It really doesn't matter. It could go up to one and it would be the same. Yeah, a lot of Marshall amps go up to 11. And I wonder if that is like the fact that modern Fender amps go up to 12 is like a response to that. I wonder. Interesting. Like kind of a jokey. Well, it's one more, isn't it? Well, right. That's where, and they, that is why they, Marshall did it because of Spinal Tap. No, I think Marshall amps, even before like, they already went up to 11 before Spinal Tap. I'm pretty sure. Really? My amp doesn't even doesn't have numbers on it at all. This is I a good question for the viewers that. or the internet. I'm going to go Google like vintage Marshall amps and see what the knobs go up to. You guys, you guys keep talking and, and doing a podcast. Um, okay. No, I, I know what you're talking about, Phil. It doesn't confuse me, but it does kind of annoy me. Choose one metaphor I, and stick with it. But but nobody does. I mean, well, so here's where it gets confusing. Not when they say noon and dine because those are like obviously different. But when they're like, I got it set at five. Like, <laughs> Thank do you, you. Do you mean five o'clock or like the number five? Yeah, because five <laughs> five o'clock on a lot of knobs would be dimed, <laughs> right? Yeah, and seven o'clock is like off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if they say like, oh, I got it at like nine. I got it at nine. Like, does that mean nine o'clock or yeah, yeah. like on the number nine? I keep it at like a, a quarter to five. <clears throat> the good thing about like the clock metaphor, though, the directional thing is everyone can understand that once you understand it. And it doesn't matter. Like, so some some things go from one to twelve. Some things go one to ten or one to whatever. But if you're talking about just where it's pointed, then it doesn't really matter what the numbers say. You can yeah, but you could just say. You could just use fractions, though. I keep it at, like, half. I keep it, like, at a quarter. Like, why would you... Like, the yeah. the fact that people use the metaphors interchangeably is what is confusing. And you could say, oh, well, yeah, yeah but I, I only use this one. Okay, that's fine. But when you write something on a forum and you say dimed, someone else, I promise you, someone else... Within just a couple comments, somebody else will say, "I love to keep it at noon." I yeah. promise you, they—you they, always see them. But those two examples are very obvious what they mean: noon and dimed. It's the—it's when you use the other numbers that it becomes more vague. I think. Yeah, it's only—it's well, only confusing when you say a number, but you don't say o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and but, noon has an inherent o'clock in it. Yeah. And you're saying because different amps have different high numbers that's why it's yes. confusing to say five well i'm not saying it's confusing but i'm saying no, no, no. It's... it's confusing to say five because you don't know if like on my treble and bass on my amp five is in the middle right but five could also mean five o'clock which would mean down to the right you know but what i was saying is so if it goes from zero to twelve 
then five is not straight up because it's not in the middle. So it's it's easier to say like to just say where it's pointing than what number it is because that'll be consistent across different numbering systems. So here's where here's where some of the confusion comes in. On a lot of amps, the numbers are on the knob and not on the plate or on the amp. Oh my goodness! So my knob, the knob, the knob on my amp. There's knobs on my amp. Don't. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't point any direction. They just have a number, and whatever is whatever number knob is pointing up. I had some like strat knobs or like that. I was just gonna say strat knobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most guitar knobs probably. Which actually doesn't make any sense on a strat because there is no marker. There's no pointer, yeah. So it's like I, it's staring. How at do you the guys knob. set? How do you guys set the knobs on on your guitars? Do you do it a specific way? Because I do. I usually yes. set mine so that when it's at zero, the zero is pointing like straight up. What do you mean by straight up? If it's hanging on a wall, it's straight up. <laughs> no, no, Noon. if it's hanging on my body. I well, not even straight up, like perpendicular to the, like parallel to the bridge. I dime it at midnight is what I do. So, <laughs> so I set mine. So if they're hanging up like on the wall, they're at the max. Yes. And part, part of that. So like on a telly, I set the set screw, you know, up towards the headstock essentially. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then that gives me so, like, so then, then so through, that's that's pointer. 10, through most well, no, 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 not. I mean, it's like if it's maxed out, then the set screw is pointing straight up if it's hanging on a wall. Yeah. And part of the reason is because then it gives me like the most usable range where I can still see the set screw. Like if you turn yes. it down the whole the, from max all the way down to halfway, you can still see it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> My telly doesn't have knobs at the moment. And I found that it doesn't make that much of a difference for me. <laughs> like I'll, it I'll just turn it up but i'm saying as far as like knowing where to put it like you just turn it right. up and then you kind of feel you like kick it back a little bit you know yeah, right you know. you're hearing yes yeah but on a strat i'll usually like the volume knob is right next to the bridge pickup and there's a screw on the bridge pickup mm. so i'll usually have that be like the pointer essentially mm. if that makes for, sense let me look for me it's for me, it's I always, and it has nothing to do with looks. It, it, it like when I'm done playing, the last thing I do before I uh, unplug is I turn the volume all the way off. Yeah. Uh, and then when I plug in and I and I start swum, strumming and I know my tu- my tubes are totally warmed up, then I turn my guitar volume all the way up, <laughs> like every time. My, mm-hmm. because because i use my um uh my volume pedal for um and my amp is it at the beginning of your chain do you not use your volume knob at all then when you're playing no i use my i get my setting at uh from like my my actual volume setting from my amp and then the playing volume messing with is uh-huh. my pedal but you, so you don't you don't like turn down to reduce gain or I, anything like that i ne- no i never do that my my guitar is always up and i guess 
if there was ever a situation where I was um, where I wasn't using a, a my board, I think that would change everything. But because I do, yeah, and I've always got multiple drives. Like I, I have my guitar like dimed. Is your volume pedal at the I, beginning of your chain? Did you already say that? No, it's after his drives. Yeah. And you never go, turn. That seems weird to me. I go, you would never turn down in front of your drives. But he has like four drive pedal, like four light overdrive pedals, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, they're or not like light anymore. Three. Well, a couple of them. Or, so right now, actually, I it. I my guess current maybe setup, not. I haven't you don't have the morning um, glory. Yeah, my cor- my current setup has not. Um, I haven't tried it with my current setup, but right now I have the uh, Civic Crown, mm-hmm. and which the... is like light medium or what? How would you classify that? Okay, so you know how the the OCD goes from light to like pretty. You can yeah. get pretty distorted. Yeah, it's. I want to say it's like the OCD, but more in. Okay, so in the really direction of. It's it's hard to be light. Is is if you do oh, if you switch so it to not. eighteen if you switch it to eighteen volts, which you could do nine or eighteen on it, then um you can get pretty light on it. But it gets it, it can get really gnarly. But the problem is it gets even more gnarly if you if you switch it to nine volts, which you can't do like with a foot yeah. switch. That would be cool though. Now that I'm thinking like, dude, that would be that would be pretty sick. Anyway. Wait, does it have like an internal charge pump or you just plug it into a different port? Uh, you just plug it into a different port. Okay. It's not, there, there aren't two supply. separate ones. Yeah, on your power supply. Yachable. Yes. Because um, that would be cool. It would. Um, so that, I'm using that as my light one right now and then the 385 and then the Pelotar. And I go guitar. (coughs) Right now I've got guitar, Crown Civic, uh, Pelotar, 384, then volume. Sorry, 385, then volume, pedal. Okay. Interesting. That's less less, uh, Jatipa than it used to be. Yeah. How so? Because you don't have a morning glory? Because you don't have a million light overdrives. <laughs> oh yeah, I I think I've gone through at this point. I've gone through all of the Jatipa light drives, like that are out there. Did you have a Timmy? I knew you were going to say that. I had a knockoff Timmy. How heavy does the how like how gainy does the Morning Glory get? Not very. Okay. Honestly, not very. Like, I that that was when I decided I'm selling this is because when I, I and I can't remember why I just I wanted I was just screwing around and I wanted something chunky and I hadn't I didn't have anything else plugged in and so I was like uh, so I tried cranking my guitar volume was all, obviously all the way up I cranked the Morning Glory and it was like it was gritty but it like. It was not – it wasn't. Now, I think some people are listening to this and going, well, that's because it's a light drive. That's what it's supposed to be for. It's for a light drive. 
but I don't know. I feel like <laughs> guys, if you're listening to this, don't get so angry. Yeah. Like, calm but down. if you're going to have like that light of a drive, why not just get like a boost? Cause you can get, I don't know. It's just weird. Right. I know. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure and... it has its place, but it's not like it, for me, cause I have a small board and like limited funds. It seems crazy to have something that limited. That's right. Now, if you look at a lot of those guys' boards that love that pedal, yeah, they, they have, have like five drives. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, I get it. It does yeah. one one thing. And arguably, people would say, well, it does it very well, that one, that very particular thing. Yeah. And if you've got five drives, then it, it okay, it starts to yeah. well, make a little the, more sense. I had the... Um the Odessa for a while, which with the Mojo hand. Um, and half of that was their, um, their blues breaker, which is called the magpie. Um, and that got pretty gainy. Like it had a clipping option switch. So one, the middle was like a boost, but if you turned it up to like the clipping ones, it got a decent amount of drive. So I'm surprised that that one doesn't, I mean, I guess it's just different tuned differently, but they sounded similar to me. But I would, so I'd probably go for that over the morning glory. Sorry, Josh. Mm. I I bought that Timmy. <laughs> He's I, not I, listening. I've probably had that Timmy for over a year now, <laughs> and I've I've never really felt ever since I got it. I haven't really had the desire to have another like light overdrive. Hmm. Because you don't <laughs> like it, or because you Sorry. have your needs met with it. Because he made a commitment. That's why. Sorry, I'm coughing a lot. Um, yeah, just cause because it's he, like I I don't see the need. So like the kilt, I can get super crazy overdrive if I want to. Uh, I usually use it on. There's essentially four settings, and I usually I use it on the third one, which is just kind of a distortion. Yeah, and then, but I do use the Timmy a lot. But yeah, it's just like I don't know. I can't like I can't picture needing a tube screamer or something because I have that and mm. it sort of. Yeah, covers, and I do like it a lot. So I mean, it just so in a, in response to your question, kind of both things. Okay, I Isn't, like it a lot, and it just fills the role that I need. Yeah, isn't Timmy the one? Oh, maybe I'm thinking the OCD. Is Timmy the one where there's like a really wide range of versions? That's the OCD, probably. I think the OCD like has four. there's like OCD. version four. Yeah, one point, yeah. it's like one point yeah. zero up to one point four or whatever. And 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 why should anyone care about the different versions? Because they're different. It's the same thing with big muffs. There's like a billion big muffs, and and I think with like big they're muffs, actually it, different circuits or like yeah, I think circuits. With, I think with big muffs, it actually makes That's a bigger cool. difference than with OCDs because fuzzes are so temperamental, you know. And the, um, it totally changes with your amp, right? Like, um, did you guys see yeah. uh, uh, Ryan Burke of Sixty Cycle Hum? His uh, Never heard of him. <laughs> uh, enemy of the show. Did you see his video <laughs> comparing <laughs> comparing the AC15 with the with his Princeton and doing yeah, different yeah. fuzz pedals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really yeah. So like just... big the big muff Fender sound. A lot of people don't like because it's it is so smooth and people are like, don't play it through a clean amp. But mm. a lot of people like that sound at the same time. Did he did he clip the bright bright cap on his? On his Princeton, because he has a 65 Princeton, right? The blackface one. No. 
It is a blackface. I'm going to say don't. I don't think so because he runs the base pretty high. Like 10. He dimed. Okay. <laughs> and the treble. Because see on mine, oh, so he runs it at noon? At what 12? time of day? No, dime. What time of day was it all that day. he dimed it? So I'm looking at my it two. All day. Yeah. So I only have two amps here because I, I loaned the AC-15 to someone. But on the Marshall, the numbers are on the plate uh-huh. and then it's and then it's a knob that goes from you know pointing down at like seven o'clock all the way around to like five o'clock and it points a different <laughs> yeah but on the on the fender the numbers are on the knob and it's just like whatever number is pointing up is the number that you get yeah. like that's a pretty different way of thinking of it you know i feel like at, at this three point o'clock, you don't need numbers at? at all like everyone knows how it works just it goes from the lowest to the highest and you find something in between but on the on the Fender one, you do need numbers because you don't have an you don't have an indicator on the knob itself. You only have an indicator on the plate. Yeah, but all it would need is like a line. Yeah, it would just need a line. Yeah, or even exactly. if it was just shaped differently, like if it yeah, was like shaped in knobs, some kind of pointer, like, like the, the knobs on the Pelotar. Well, so like my Fender amp, because the blackface ones, the silverface ones are like that, but. Like the the new ones, like the Blues Deluxe that I had, and I think the Blues Junior, like like the two, has the chicken head knobs, and the numbers are actually like printed on the metal plate. Is it okay? Yeah. Oh yeah, because then there were because there were complaints on like the first Blues Juniors that the numbers would scratch scratch off because it was like the yeah. chrome plate. Yeah, but that's the, that's what I'm saying. Like that's dumb because why you don't need those numbers. Yeah. Like, why like, would you, you just... complain about that? That's the dumbest thing. Yeah, like you, like those knobs are so. Oh yeah, those, those chicken head knobs. It's so obvious what direction it's pointing, you know. And you can yeah. even, you can even just like feel it with your hand without even be able to see it. But it'd be like, um, the, more so than a regular knob. The yes. words on my my blinker on my car, the words rubbed off. So I don't know how to turn left or turn right anymore. <laughs> like, don't be stupid. You just do it. <laughs> you know how it works. Like you don't look at that anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Uh, morons. <laughs> yeah, and that so that's where it's that's where Phil, your your confusion is it comes into play on those on all those Fender amps that go up to twelve. Because thank you. Because the one is at seven o'clock and the twelve is at five o'clock. Yeah, and so it's like yeah, it's it's but people it's, would still say it's more con- it's more confusing because you would think that you know going up to twelve what it would make you think in your mind is that, Oh, it corresponds to like the numbers yeah. on a clock or whatever. Cause why else would they choose to go up to 12? You know, thank this, you. Yeah. I got this one dimed set on 12. Yeah. Got it dimed at 12. Dimed at, dimed at 12 maybe, at noon. So I did Google, <laughs> I did Google and there's a Wikipedia article, like a Wikipedia page called up to 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And it looks like, it looks like Marshall amps didn't go up to eleven until after Spinal Tap, but there were other thank you other examples of you know like steam turbine locomotives that went up to eleven or something stupid. But but yeah, it sounds like maybe they didn't because because Marshall amps do go up to eleven. Like I'm pretty sure the DSL one that I have goes up to eleven. But they did it, it after. Yeah, yeah. No, I th- I think you're In right. In fact, they though. used they used that actor. I can't remember his name, and it's bothering me that I don't remember his name. Um, on the movie, his name's Nigel Tufnell, I think. Yes, I don't but... know what his actor is. <laughs> yes, oh, they used the actor. 
Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest, of course, yes. Christopher Guest, like, put on the wig and did, like, a photo shoot saying okay. the, this one goes to 11. <laughs> and then or, he held like, up Did he hold up his two hands and he had six fingers on his left hand? No, no mustache this time. Oh, because that would have been great. <laughs> and a, right. And a sword. Or like if he was just like if he was standing on top, if he had one foot on a marshal, right, and then mm. he's holding a sword and he's stabbing a man, and then in the background no, he's, he's the one that's getting stabbed. No, he's stabbing a man, and then in the background okay. there's a little child that happens oh, to look okay. like, uh, <laughs> like Mandy Patinkin. Ma- Mandy, Mandy Patinkin, <laughs> and he's crying, right? And it ended up and just being a cardboard cutout. And he's sta- so he's stabbing, and then there's a there's a bubble coming out of his mouth that says this one goes to eleven, while he's stabbing the dad. <laughs> that's actually really good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, like, I that. like it. I want my father back, you son of a bitch. I wonder if I could Photoshop that. You could. It's <laughs> a lot of good. A lot of stuff. There's a lot yeah, of moving yeah. There's parts. a lot a it lot would, of moving parts there. Yeah. It would be better if it was like draw like. Painted in like the in the style of like a romance novel cover. Yeah. You're right, but I don't, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> You'd have to have long Fabio hair that's blowing in the wind, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> With this like a billowy shirt that's unbuttoned down to like just above the belly button. That the, that the scene table. that scene in Spinal Tap ended up being a pretty huge like endorsement for Marshall and Les Paul, and I don't think. I don't. I think it was like unintentional. Probably that wasn't like paid product placement or anything. I think. I think it was. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't intentional in the sense that oh, we're gonna like, man, they're gonna. It was kind of like these are the things that, like, they knew metal guys, right? They knew rock guys, and it's like this yeah. is what rock guys play. Yeah. So obviously we have to use this. It's like, well, you and can also all- say. Like that one that he says, you know, that has like infinite sustain. That's like a legit 59 Les Paul that he got. They got all these guitars <laughs> from some collector that <laughs> let him use him for the for the It movie. was Joe Bonamassa, I'm pretty sure. And you can just imagine like him watching the movie and seeing him like holding a cigarette right <laughs> next, a lit cigarette right next to his million dollar Les Paul or whatever. <laughs> I guess at the I time they weren't worth that much, but they were still like super, you know. They were the most desirable guitars even then, I think. And what's what's funny is I can't I it probably was pretty hard to pitch that movie, like to guys like that, right? Like, hey, can we use your guitars? Well, for what? Well, it's for a movie. It's pretending to be they're pretending to be rock stars. Well, what do you mean? Well yeah, it's, like, it's a, like a weird like if the whole movie is a joke, why do you care enough about authenticity to have an actual fifty nine Les Paul? You know, like right. And, and so then, much better. Yeah, totally. Exactly. It, it, exactly. But it, like, it's the joke's only it, funny it, if it is believable. Yes. So yeah. But then. But yeah. But but I'm talking about like trying to explain it. Like this guy is a fictional character, but this fictional character cares a lot about guitars, like you do. Yeah, and, well, like, and especially, oh. but it's Rob Reiner, so he's like. But this is a joke. It was like one of the first. So you're making fun of me. It was one of the first sort of mockumentaries like that, I guess. I'm sure it wasn't the first, but it's it's the first one that comes to mind to me. You know, 
Like you couldn't point to it and be like, you know, it's like best in show, but for a rock band or whatever. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, it's well, I, I think most people would, would most people call it the first as far as uh, fake. I'm sure there's internet. I'm sure there's internet pedants that would like argue that, you know, like Charlie Chaplin made some mockumentary back in the forties or something stupid. But, you know. <laughs> You're so stupid. That's the first one that comes to mind for me. So anyways, guys, yeah. thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. And Sinusoid. Thanks for Sinusoid. Thanks for thanks Sinusoid. Thanks for sponsorship. <laughs> and sinusoid. Thanks for nothing. Sinusoid. Yeah. Thanks for listenership. Um, Thanks for that. Yes. <laughs>